You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another fantastic edition of Word Bros. I'm and I am Bob France. Hey, have you guys backed Get Lich or Die Trying yet on Kickstarter? If you haven't, go to getlichcomic.com. That's G E T L I C H comic.com. And you, yes, you can get in on the ground floor on Kevin, myself, Nikki Noons, and Chad. And Chaz uh, uh, Pangburn's new book. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. We're already funded. So the book is happening. So at this point now, it's just a pre-sale. And if you want to get in on this, go to getlitchcomic.com. And And there's all kinds of fantastic rewards there. If you like D&D, you have a friend that likes D&D, send them over because this book is very steeped in tabletop role-playing lore. And you will have the most fun time reading this comic and even maybe playing D&D with Bob and I. Yes, we have covers from Walter Osley. We have covers from... Uh, Lane the, Lloyd. Lane Lloyd did the other cover, the 50 Cent cover, which is great. We've got stretch goals we're looking at. We have uh, gelatinous cube enamel pins and patches. We've got <laughs> stickers. We've got Nikki will draw your custom D&D character. We've got all kinds of stuff, foil covers. We've got all kinds of great stuff. So head on over to getlitchcomic.com and back our new Kickstarter today. All right, that's the end. We're not here to talk about that, though. Well, I mean, we are, but we're not. We're also here to talk about our good buddy who has a book on Kickstarter right now, Caleb Plumquist. Palmquist. Palmquist. Why do I keep saying plum? Caleb. I have no Palm, idea. Caleb Palmquist. There you go. That's good. There you go. I did it at the end of the interview too. So I'm, yes. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You've, you've got it, man. I I've think you it. can do this. You Woo-hoo! can do this. We'll see. And speaking of doing it, here's the interview with Caleb. What's up, Kickstarter buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Caleb. How good. are you? How are you? I, I'm so good. I mean, we can tell. Like, you guys can't see this at home, but Caleb has like a multi-million dollar recording studio. He's got a baby <laughs> grand piano in there with him, and like all this like sound equipment and like styrofoam up to make sure his voice is captured just so and i gotta tell you like caleb as mustache as mustaches go you grow a really good mustache like it's a really good stash you've you've got a a whole commissioner gordon vibe happening right now it's awesome now thank you now do you grow that just for uh no shave november or is that just your year-round look no, it's it's only during November. It's actually for um, not that I w- I don't want to derail the podcast about this, but I grow the mustache for a charity called Movember. Um, okay, which which is a charity that raises like uh, research money and awareness for testicular and prostate cancer. Okay, yeah. 
So, so you're growing a mustache for a good cause. Do you have a significant other and how do they feel about your mustache? <laughs> um, I do have a significant other. I have a fiance and she uh, sort of grudgingly accepts it. She insists that I shave it off on December 1st. Well, I mean, she <laughs> has to accept it, right? Because my wife is of an age where mustaches are not popular on men. So she, every time I just flirt with the idea of growing one, she yells at me. Your case, though, you have the, oh, what are you, are you a fan of testicular or prostate cancer? Is that what, so you can pull that <laughs> card on her. That's got to be really great. Yeah, yeah. Have you used that card in the past? Um, I have, like, definitely with, like, jokingly, but also, uh, I mean, it's my, it's it's my excuse for growing a mustache every November, so, you know. Uh, now you need an excuse, Bob. That's what I don't. it is. My Stephanie wouldn't care unless I had prostate <laughs> cancer. She wouldn't give a shit either way. I mean, you got to do it for a Kickstarter or something. There, there I don't know. Go. She we, just hates Bob it. Bob grows a mustache it. for one month if we fund this amount. That, that, my, that's I, a good but, stretch goal. But I would have the the stretch goal would have to be enough for me to find like temporary lodging somewhere because my <laughs> wife wouldn't <laughs> let me in the house, so it wouldn't be worth it. I'd have to go. Oh, to yeah. Those extend to stay hotels and live there for a month and those things get pricey so I, i'd probably price us out of the the idea of the stress uh, but you uh, have but caleb you have like a ted lasso like ted lasso quality it mustache. is yeah like it's it is. really good thank you you know what's funny is that i can't grow a beard at all like my beard is really bad but for some reason just the mustache is is comes in really good i i considered dressing as ted lasso for halloween this year um but i uh, my fiance and i had already planned to dress as daredevil and she hulk and she okay. was like no you can't be ted lasso because then my costume makes less sense and i was like okay i'll do it next year <laughs> what about i'm also thinking ned flanders i mean yeah, that yeah, yeah. He, he's like, got that's that. <laughs> a, i mean that's a gimme dude like you could just be ned flanders at the drop of a hat <laughs> yeah are you a flanders uh, I don't. I don't think that I'm personality-wise a Flanders. No, but I'm saying, are you a member of the Flandler, uh, the bloodline, if you will? Oh no. Were no, you invited to not. the barbecue? No. <laughs> right. So yeah, dude. So you are currently running a Kickstarter right now for vampires, vampire detective in space. That's right. Yeah. One through three. Now you have become since I don't know if you've ever been on the podcast, but I know we talk privately. You have like slyly become like a Kickstarter juggernaut. Yeah, uh, I mean, that juggernaut might be as strong. Come on, buddy. You become a Kickstarter Wolverine. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, small but mighty. <laughs> yeah i mean i've launched a lot of campaigns and uh when when i first met you guys uh i was working on a series that wasn't really going anywhere um and uh not long after that i kind of changed direction and it really worked for me so i've just kept riding that train so tell us tell us the change in strategies what what did you do how did you how did you find more success on Kickstarter? Like, how did you manage that? So, uh, my, let me make sure I don't have any more 
alarms that are going to go off. <laughs> We're recording this in the morning, and that was my alarm to be like, you better get ready to go to work. Okay. Um, so what I was doing when I first started was that I had a dumb idea that I was really attached to that, you know, it was like a big epic idea um, that I you know thought would change the world or whatever but it was just like everybody else's epic star wars thing you know and uh so great (laughs) i love how you just nonchalantly just shoot holes in your own idea i had this big stupid idea that was real dumb and wasn't feasible but i it's it's weird because we all start that way Mm -hmm. yeah yep yep so so i was when I met you guys, I was still trying to make that work. And I had run a couple of Kickstarters for it. Um, and then what actually happened was uh, I ran a third Kickstarter for that series and it like really fell flat on its face. Um, it was my only Kickstarter that didn't fund. And um, and it was sort of a wake up call of like, maybe the thing that I'm doing that I think is so cool isn't marketable, isn't uh-huh. something that other people want. <laughs> Um, and I had another idea in my back pocket, which I had had for a long, long time, which was a fairy tale about a unicorn that kills vampires. Um, and I was like, you know, this is like something that I think is really fun. Some people that I've told about think that it's really funny. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll just give that a shot because what I'm doing right now isn't working. And, um, I teamed up with a really talented artist and, um, and I decided just to do one issue, whereas, and and we've talked about this uh, before, not on the pod, which is that, um, you know, single issues versus whole books. Yes. Um, like, like the way you guys are doing a single issue right now, and before you've always done whole books, and you've been mm-hmm. successful, but it's hard. Dude, it um, sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so I was like, I'll just do one issue, see how it does. And, and, um, it, uh, there was a pretty good response to that first issue. Um, and so then I kept going and then, um, the, the series that I'm currently doing is not part of that series, but it's, I mean, it's also about vampires and, um, has, uh, has had some carryover success from that. But, but I think a lot of it is, is like a huge shift in strategy. I can't just say, oh, it's it's what the book is about that has made the difference. I run a mailing list, you know, that I send out emails to every week and and uh, I've like grown that audience over the last few years and, and I'm putting out stuff that is consistently within the realm of like what people have come to expect from me. That's um, real. I mean, listen, that sounds so just like well thought out and 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 strategized are you sure you're you really make comics like because this is your your way too rational for all this uh, <laughs> well i mean it's easy to have a um it's easy to have a really rational uh explanation of it you know when you're looking back at it because i'll tell you the entire like the last three years have sort of felt like uh i, I was on a broken um like minecart track right just like <laughs> like cruising down through like uh you know the fucking um uh basement of the gringotts bank or whatever just like because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i don't you know i i have listened to 
other people talk about what worked for them. And I have watched other Kickstarters and, and, and tried to copy other people's strategies. Um, but it always felt like, like every single time I launch, I feel like, oh my God, like nobody's going to like this. This is, this one's going to fall flat. And, um, you know, it, it varies from campaign to campaign, but certainly when I'm launching something brand new, uh, I'm always like just terrified. Like what you guys are doing right now with the number one issue is, is, has, for me, that would be very nerve wracking and you guys are doing awesome, which is great. Um, it's always like you you introduce something brand new and you don't know like because I'm not Stephen King. No one's gonna come and read my next thing just because my my name. And 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 Elon Musk doesn't make you pay for Twitter yet, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. He's making Stephen King pay blue for check either. Yeah. So, but you are doing things right, like so that that's what it sounds like because you you you've researched, you put the time in, and you're like, I'm gonna do it this way. But do you find that doing like a like a single issue build up like you did you're doing with like Vampire Detective and, and Unicorn Vampire Hunter is is more effective for you or or would you rather just fund it in one and be done with it because Kickstarter is stressful? Um, that's a good question. There's, I mean, something that I think you guys know is that the the more you're on the platform, the more visible you are and the more yeah. people remember you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so one of the big advantages of splitting it up into issue by issue is that I'm just on the platform more. Yeah. If I was <laughs> if I was doing just like whole volumes, I was only doing whole volumes, I could maybe with the level of success I'm having, I could maybe do two a year and that might feel like pushing it. Um, and uh, but with single issues, I can be on Kickstarter four or five, maybe six times a year. Yeah. Um, and uh and you know people seem to trust that i'll deliver so yeah they keep coming back yeah i mean you you joke about how you're not stephen king and how people don't go for things because your name's on it i would disagree to that because you're on kickstarter all the time so people see you on the platform and they go i know what i'm getting with this guy like this dude is fulfilling kickstarters he's doing his work he's getting stuff done so i mean you're not stephen king but you're you're a constant and consistent performer which is almost more important i mean i i think that i agree i think that um you know that there's a lot of stress about constantly performing too though it's like um because you know i i've reached a point where i always have something i need to be delivering and you guys can relate to that um We've there's, been there. There's, yes. Yeah. There, there, there's never a time when I'm like, okay, my slate is totally clear, uh, and I have nothing I need to deliver to anyone. No backer is expecting anything from me right now. That that in the last two years that has not happened. Mm -hmm. um, there's always something that is on my plate that needs to be delivered from a business standpoint. Like we're not even talking about writing because fitting in the writing is uh, is a whole nother beast. Um, but just the just the business side of it is like running the Kickstarters, uh, you know, managing backers, get ordering things, managing, uh, you know, inventory, shipping things out. Because I'm not using a fulfillment service. I'm nowhere near like big enough for to justify that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's just like there's just and and it's it's 
that's a good thing because it means, you know, I, I, I remind myself all the time that like the reason I'm busy, the reason it feels like I have like a second job on top of my normal job is because I, um, because there's like hundreds of people that are wanting to buy my stuff all the time, which is um, great. Which is good. That's, that's a good problem. That's, that's, that's what, that's what we're all trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but plus you also done fun things on Kickstarter, like help me decorate this giraffe and help me design this axolotl, <laughs> which is, which is so, super fun. Yeah. You do these fun little things that keep you in people's minds. So I always thought that that was a good idea. I was like, Oh, look at Caleb. He's over there drawing, you know, a giraffe, but he's going to draw on it, whatever people say for a certain amount of money. So that how, how cool is that? And then you get like a, a sticker or whatever, when it's over, that's super smart. Like it's, it's just a fun little thing for you to do like a quick starter. So what, what gave you that idea? What gave you that idea to do those little fun projects? So uh, let's see. The first one I did was two years ago. The first like silly I'll draw whatever you say on this drawing Kickstarter was in 2019 because Kickstarter launched an initiative called Break Kickstarter. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I got an email from Kickstarter that was like, we want you guys to do some crazy campaigns. And I was like, I thought it was really funny that they sent that email and that the whole initiative was really funny. So I was like, I'm going to take them seriously and I'm going to do like, what's like the silliest thing I could do on Kickstarter. And so I just like whipped out my iPad and drew a little giraffe. And I was like, I'm just going to launch this and say anybody who wants, like, you can tell me something to add. And and that first one, I had like a hundred tiers and every tier was specific. It was like, what shoes is a giraffe wearing? Like, what does a giraffe <laughs> have on its butt? And like stuff like that. And, and then um, like, it it was only like, I don't know, 60 people that backed it or something. And there was like a dollar a piece and, and then everyone got a postcard and, and it was a lot of fun. And my and, kids and, were super excited about that postcard, by the way, just a heads up. <laughs> and, 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 and my, awesome. and, and my son loved the axolotl one. So, oh, nice. He helped nice. with yeah. that. And, so. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. We, it, they, those are a lot of fun. And, and I, and I ended up uh, doing a, uh, a comic book this last time about a vampire giraffe and, um, and, People seem to enjoy it. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, I I don't necessarily know if those things are like on brand for me. Maybe they are. Maybe that's the brand that I have. But it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily fall in line with the other comics that I make, which I think are like really professional and um, you know, like professional like professional quality comics that belong in a bookstore um and then i have like my little silly thing that i'm doing on the side but but it but it keeps you always on the platform you're always reminding people mm-hmm. that you're there and i think it's brilliant like i really do because you're getting everybody with the books and then you're doing all these little creative things as well so it's very fun plus you're talking to two guys who do lots of silly things so i mean we do we do some silly stuff, but then we'll come back and do something serious, like we did the the Ukraine book uh, for uh, Mad Cave. Um, right. All your sites, we did, Kevin. We this isn't about us. This is about Caleb. For God's sake, I understand, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm saying like you can do both. Is what I was getting. That was my point that I was getting to. He can do both. It's okay. Sure, yeah, you can. I will you know, say. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I have to, you say what you say, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna prop you up. So go ahead. 
Okay. Well, I was I was looking through my Instagram uh, last night. I was like flipping back through my Instagram, and I found some of the Metal Shark Bro drawings that I did like three years ago. Good stuff. On there, that was well. What I, speaking of like fun stuff, getting people involved. When you guys did Metal Shark Bro, I I mean, you guys had so many guests people doing fan art that you had a whole book full of fan art yeah yes we did get that, that. was awesome it was a kickstarter well, yeah. i mean we always equate that to walter and the design of the character like you just look at it and you go man that thing looks fun i want to draw it and that's i think that's just on walter the guy's a genius but what i was going to tell you is i don't like this him and han like oh you know i it's okay like i'm okay it's like no man like you're out there dude your last vampire unicorn book had like almost 600 backers dude like that's amazing you're up to like 215 on vampires detective in space numeros one through three i mean you've got 18 days left you're clearly doing the things like (laughs) boast a little man have some fun you know sing your praises you're doing a great job it's so funny because I um, I recently invited um, my email list to give feed before I launched my new Kickstarter to give feedback on the Kickstarter. I give them the like preview page and um, somebody commented and said in your bio, it says you call yourself some guy who likes comics and sometimes makes them. And he said, from where I'm standing, you do more than sometimes make them. Yeah. And you, you yeah. should brag about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Most like... people don't even get their stuff done. So think about the amount of times you've been at a show and somebody wants to tell you about how they want to make comics. And and like, well, what would your advice be to someone who wants to make comics? Well, my advice to someone who would want to make comics is speaking of geniuses is what Walter would say, which is just <laughs> make comics. Yeah. Right. And that's then that's the hardest part, right? Yeah. And you're doing that consistently on Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you're I not even just, and you're not even just doing it on Kickstarter. Like you signed a direct market deal for a uh, unicorn vampire hunter, correct? That's right. Can we talk yeah. about that, or is that hush hush? Yeah. No, we're 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 allowed to talk about that. In fact, I'm. Uh, I just sent off. We uh, uh, the artist. And I just sent off the cover for the scout number one. Nice. Um, and so I believe it's going to be coming out in March. That's not finalized yet. Um, okay. But so I think the solicits will be out in like between um, like late December and January with um, Diamond and Lunar for Unicorn Vampire Hunter number one. Through That's scout. awesome. That's really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think they're they're doing the um, the nonstop thing, which is I think what you guys did with Metal yeah, Shark yeah, Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is exactly what we did. Yes. So which just make sure. Because, well, yeah. I would, our advice there, just so we can keep it public, is make sure people know that there is no issue two, and that the trade drops because we hear all the time, and we heard in <laughs> yeah, Baltimore, yeah, yeah, yeah. we hear it all the time, which is like, I bought the first issue, I could never find a second one. I was like, that's because there isn't one. Yeah, there's only right. the first issue and some variants of the first issue and then there's the trade then there's this and so when you have to explain that to people all the time yeah it, they get, it gets they, to be confusing yeah, for yeah, them because yeah. they're expecting a you know four issues or whatever yeah but some of that it has is. some of that has to be on the publisher too like we do the stuff we can tell people but i don't think and this is something we've talked to scout about they don't do a clear enough job explaining what's happening here like what nonstop is you are getting number one because we had like kevin said five or six people come up to us like 
when's number two happening? Like, dude, we've got two volumes of this. And they were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, so like, I think people need to be clear with that message. For sure. Yeah. No, I agree. It's my artist was so confused. He like, when I told him, cause we weren't, it, it wasn't hundred percent clear until recently that we were going to do the nonstop and he was preparing to do covers for like one through five. And then I told them that they decided to go with the nonstop thing so that we would only need a number one cover and a trade cover. And my artist just like had an aneurysm or something trying to understand <laughs> what was happening. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I think it's cool. I think, I think that, once you understand it, the nonstop thing, it's cool. And it makes sense. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and plus the trade will be distributed through Simon and Schuster, which, which I think is, cool. is really cool. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so. it's just, it's just something that I think everyone has to be more clear on the message there. It just gets lost in the shuffle, but I mean, I think nonstop is a great way because you can kind of, if you get enough covers, you can tap into that collector's market with the variants and all that other bullshit. So you can sell copies that way. And I don't mean it in like a negative because I mean, <laughs> I know, I know the way I make it sound. All that bullshit. All that bullshit. Oh, but I mean, you know, <laughs> variants are what they are. Um, some people really dig them. Um, we did. I dig it because it's a nice chance to work with people. We might not get a chance to work with. Right. Um, but it's a way to inflate your numbers for the speculators. And then hopefully those people read it. And that's, you know, that's where we kind of run into it's it. It's a whole nother know? different yeah. story. Yeah. It's oh. a whole nother direct market conundrum. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, the whole thing with variants is, is interesting because I, I play with variants. I mean, now, since I launched Unicorn Vampire Hunter number one, every campaign that I've done um, has had variants. And yeah and they always do really well and i yeah. never before doing that i never really like understood it but i also haven't gone all the way either because some people go hard on the variants and i and i'm that's not even me casting judgment it's it's like just we're all experimenting you know because i i've i've got a buddy who does like 10 variants per issue and then he'll have a metal variant and whatever and it's like um i always like wonder whether that's financially worth it or not um but people same we, we, we always this is this is a conversation we have all the time is is variance actually worth what we're paying to get the cover to print more to, or to most people who are backing on kickstarter not care so it's it's a back and forth thing um sometimes we yeah. find that they care and i think it's project specific so that makes it even harder to figure out um oh for sure you, yeah you, you take something like um charlie stickney's um glarian book which had like four or five variants and they probably all did fantastic and you know some nsfw uh, covers etc yeah. uh, due, due to content and i think those are going to do really well with us we have a book about like dungeon monsters trying to kill a lich like how many variants do you really want of that like but i mean if they're good variants i think yeah. it's it's one of those things. It's just, I feel, and you can, maybe you can speak a little bit to this, Caleb, since you are our guest here on Word Bros. How much of Kickstarter do you feel is just like a guessing game? Well, that's a good question because um, I think it's like a big, there's a big guessing game in terms of like what are pe what kind of rewards are people going to want but i have found ways to kind of narrow in on 
what my specific audience is going to want. Um, and I think I've gotten to the point where I can reasonably predict how well a campaign is going to do. Uh, sometimes campaigns surprise me, but like, for example, for Unicorn Vampire Hunter, um, if I like next year, I'll launch a trade and I don't know how well that'll do, but then I'll launch more issues and I have a very good idea of how well that will do. And then like Vampire Detective in Space, it's going about as well as I thought. It's going a little better than I thought it would do because like for this series, I have like a good expectation of how well it's going to do. But in terms of like what people want and what kind of rewards people are going to want, um, for vamp for Unicorn Vampire Hunter, the big campaign I did this summer that raised like almost $30,000, wow. that one, like five months prior to launching, I sent out an email to my mailing list and with a big survey that was like, here's a bunch of rewards I'm considering offering. Everything from like things like bookmarks and stickers all the way up to like the fancy collector's box that I did here. Look, Ooh, got them right fancy. here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very beautiful. Ceiling. Oh, yeah, wow. These are, that's awesome. Yeah. These are very expensive to make. And <laughs> I, I, I also charge the backers a lot for them, but... I, I sent that. That was the most popular thing. Really? That was what people wanted more than anything. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, on the survey, right? And then yeah. it turned out like, of course, like on the actual campaign, it's like something like 50 people ordered them, which- Okay. That's um, still good. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Considering that it's like a premium price, like on my Kickstarter, I charged $75 for these. Wow. Um, and- but I, but I, you know, I said that up front. I was like, this is going to be an expensive item. It's going to be a really fancy premium item, but it's going to be expensive. And yeah. pe people responded and said, yes, we want that. And then they showed up, at least enough of them showed up to make it worth it. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that I did on that campaign that was something I asked about on the survey was a role-playing game, a Dungeons and Dragons compatible adventure that was That's like cool. canon. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm finishing up right now that is um, something that in that survey that I sent out, people said, yes, we want this. Like a lot that's of people. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, that was a more reasonably priced item. So like pretty much like a little more than half the backers of the campaign bought that RPG adventure add-on. Oh, that's um, awesome. So that's it was really like, neat. you know. Um, so I, I guess what I'm saying is like, there is a lot of guesswork, but one of the things I've done to take out the guesswork is literally just ask the people yeah, who no, it's smart. are supporting me. It's yeah. smart. It's very smart. And look at you using data, data driven <laughs> stuff. You know, you're not a comic book creator at all. You're one of those Walter type creators who like uses your brain and stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. Now we've done all this talking, we've talked about everything else, but we haven't really talked at all about what Vampire Detective in Space is actually about. I mean, I'm pretty sure the title gives a lot of it away, but why don't we discuss the book a little bit? Sure. Um, so Vampire Detective in Space is about a thousand-year-old vampire who um, became a vampire during the American Civil War and then um, but th that's not what the story is about. The story is about him living on a space station in the future, and he's a private detective, and he gets hired by the cops to help consult on cases. Um, and the, the, the story in the book is about a murder 
uh, a series of murders that occurs that are very obviously committed by vampires. Um, and so the main character, James, believed he was the last vampire in the galaxy. So he is now on the case of a, a, a murder, a series of murders committed by vampires. He knows he didn't do it. So um, that's sort of like the plot thickens. And then he's got a uh, sort of AI companion. It's a floating head woman named Liz um, who kind of helps him solve his cases. And that's kind of cool. Is snarky. Yep. That's awesome. I love the, I'm looking at the campaign now. Um, I love the Astro Vamp sticker. That thing is cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's that, a really the, cool design. So this is actually one of my secret weapons on Kickstarter is Jonathan Fisher is um, a, someone that I've been working with now for, I want to say uh, three or four years who, uh, designs all of my stickers anytime you see one of these like three inch die cut stickers on one of my campaigns um it was designed by jonathan and those things are like very popular when i go to cons if i have stickers on my table i sell more stickers than comic books um just because people like those stickers so much that's cool. That's awesome. That's cool. I mean, that sticker is really dope looking. And I like the life is short, drink it and blow one. That's very cool. Like you really, like, again, you're, you're, you're downplaying like, oh, shucks, you know, I'm just making, but I mean, dude, you're clearly a juggernaut here, dude. Like it's really impressive. And I'm really happy for you in this campaign that we're doing now, uh, one through three for vampire detectives in space. It runs for about 15 more days because this will be out later in the week i mean you're doing a really great job man i'm i'm very happy for you thank you thank you appreciate that now um now do you have like a is there like a specific web address or just go to kickstarter and search it how can we or, find this thing or or twitter etc oh sure um Oh gosh. Uh, I wasn't on Twitter <laughs> before and I'm not sure that I will be now. Um, and, I, uh, I joined Mastodon or whatever the hell it's called. I'm on there now. Uh, are you, you're retooting things. Now? I'm tooting. I'm tooting <laughs> over there. Well, yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> I just, I just can't get down. I hate Elon Musk so much. Like I just I don't, hate, I don't like I him either. Him. But... I hate him. But but Twitter brings people like as a creator, it's almost a necessary evil. So it is. You, you, can, you know, toot away, my friend, toot away. It's it's crazy because I I just have never been on Twitter. I never really understood it. I I have had a Twitter account since two thousand nine. So like you can go, you can find me on Twitter at Caleb Palmquist, and you can find my like twelve total tweets ever. Nice. Uh, but um, I uh uh let's see you i mean you can find me at calebpalmquist.com or unicornvampirehunter.com or vampiredetectiveinspace.com they all go to the same place um and then on kickstarter you can search for vampire detective in space and you'll find it there um i uh, how do i join I'll... how do i join your mailing list because it sounds like oh. you've got a good mailing list and that's what kevin and i have talked about like trying to build a good mailing list and use those people as your primary base to try to get off of typical social media. Oh, for sure. No. So that's one thing I was going to say about social media is like, you know, you talk about social media being a necessity. And I think that I would say three years ago, 
100% that's true. I think it's still true, but less true now because, um, I mean, you guys know you're battling the algorithms. Like, yes, it's, it's so hard to, to get your message out on social media. And so I rely probably 95% on my mailing list. Um, and if you want to join my mailing list, you can just go to calebpalmquist.com or unicornvampirehunter.com. Um, and that goes to my website. And right on the main page, there's a link to join the mailing list. Um, and then if you ever back any of my campaigns, inevitably in the survey after the campaign, I will ask you to join my mailing list. <laughs> uh, um, and that's how I get most of the people on the mailing list. I, I would say probably it's like 90% post campaign yeah same people same. joining yeah but uh that mailing list i'm 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 very proud of the fact that when i send stuff out to the mailing list like it i'm either showing you something new or i'm asking for your opinion or i'm like it's it's interactive yeah i try not mm -hmm. to send emails that like you're not going to care about yeah. Um, I send a, I send a lot of emails. I try to send an email every week, but if I don't have something to say that week that you're going to care about as a fan of my work, then I just don't send an email. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's how you can join my mailing list. And, and to be honest, that is the number one way to stay abreast of what I'm doing, because if you follow me on Twitter or my Facebook fan page or Instagram or whatever, like, you know, you might get some pictures of my dog or something, but like, uh, and drawings of like weird, weird animals, oxalotls. Yeah. 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 Some, some weird drawings that I did, maybe some pictures of my mustache. If, if that's what you want to see, then find me on Instagram. But if you want to learn about my comics, definitely, uh, go to my website at calebpalmquist.com and sign up for the mailing list. All right. That's, uh, that's where the good stuff is. Sounds good, yeah. baby. Uh, dude, I'm really happy for you. I'm very, I'm inspired by the things that you're doing with your mailing list and with your Kickstarter campaigns. Like you're really doing the good work. You're you're doing right by the community. You're doing right by yourself, which is even more important. And you're making really great things. Uh, so we're so happy that you're doing well. It's Vampire Detective in Space 1 through 3. It's live right now on Kickstarter. Caleb, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And and just uh, to all your listeners, make sure you guys uh, check out Get Lit Your Die Trying. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already backed it at the highest level. But hopefully if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't go check it out. Unless they're people that are just spite listening because they hate us. and like, <laughs> They're like, I, can't, I fucking hate these dudes and I'm going to listen to everything they say. And then I'm going to when I meet them, I'm going to say, remember that one time you said that you were totally wrong. You know, which is a complete possibility, but fuck them. So, Caleb, thank you again so much. Um, go to calebplumquist.com. We'll have a link. Oh, it... Caleb, Caleb Plumquist. That's what I said, right? What did I no, say? No, you said, you said Plumquist, but it was I funny. Plum, okay, because I was like, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dyslexia kicked in for a second. But yeah, I'll have the links in the, in the thingy, and you can join the mailing list and get involved with all this awesome stuff. Caleb, thank you, bud. Thank you so much. That should be a reward for one of the next characters. Yeah, right. That was Caleb Palmquist. 
telling us about his new Kickstarter and various other things about Caleb. Uh, you can find his new Kickstarter at Vampire Detector in, in Space. Yes, doing a great job, man. Good for that dude. Good guy. Um, really used Kickstarter to his advantage, making his books happen. He's always on the platform. He's always doing good stuff. And uh, we'd like to celebrate people like that and creators like that. So congratulations to Caleb. His book's already funded. So anything that you tack on is gonna, I mean, the book's getting made. So it's gonna be perfect and wonderful. So get involved right now. Vampire Detective in space. Kevin. So back it and, yeah. and back Caleb's wonderful mustache. Yep. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. We have some guests coming on. I don't know who. I'm not sure when. But yeah, man, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with Word Bros. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. TheWordBros.com.